Palace Audio. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. Vikings! Your Minnesota Vikings! Skull, baby! Skull! Okay! Wow, this is getting exciting because it's season two! Season two of the Vikings Water Cooler Talk. Yeah, with, that's the way to go. With Stitch and BJ. It's awesome. I feel like we've been gone for a while. Welcome back. I, we've had a few weeks off. A few yeah. weeks off, but you know, this kind of like cracking the mic gets us ready for it's like, is it football season tomorrow? It feels like there's no off season. I, I know. It I, really does feel Which like is kind of nice because like this year, I mean, usually I'm always like, oh man, it's like football has the longest off season, which it does. It, it literally does. does, but there's yeah. been a lot of things going on. Yeah. A lot of coaching hires, a lot of things going on, a lot of... I don't know. Thanks. So as we roll into season two here, <laughs> yeah, let's welcome. recap our, our new coaching staff. There, I I don't know of all of them, but we yeah. got a new general manager, we got a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Yep. They've all said really good things about our roster, our, our, roster, our players. And I mean, let's face the facts. I know we've said this before at the end of season one and everything, but it's like, you look at our team, and we were in a lot of games with what apparently we know now as bad coaching, bad attitudes, whatever, whatever, right? He lost yep. the locker room. But we had a team that was right there a lot. Yep. And honestly, we were a, apparently a coach away from possibly deep playoff run. Well, let's hope because Kevin O'Connell, he's going to be the savior. Just look. I mean, I'm looking at a picture right now. His big old smile just makes me smile. I'm just he like, is. look at this good-looking dude going to lead us to the promised land. He looks like one of those guys <laughs> when you're around him, you, wanna, you just want to hang out. Hey, did you have anything for me? He'd say to you, and you're like, no, nah, man, I just... I just want to hang out. I don't know. Let's go do things you want to do. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Wade Phillips, he's a legendary – well, not legendary coach, but he's a respectable coach, coach for the Cowboys, coach for the Texas, coach for a lot of things, been a great offensive coordinator throughout uh-huh. the history of the league. Yep. His son, Wes Phillips, will be our offensive coordinator, but I'm assuming it will be somewhat kind right. of similar to what Sean McVay did with Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell is going to call the plays, even though he's the head coach, and Wes Phillips will just help him, you know, coordinate. Yep. I would assume. Is, yeah. Because that's what Kevin O'Connell Very did. typical. Yep. 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 And then we got um, Mike Patine, assistant head coach, which I'm a little I'm a little skeptical about, but it's okay. Defensive hey. coordinator on Donatel, of course, from Denver. Um, it's going to be an interesting year. I think what it, and I don't know, this is pure water cooler, leaning on a water cooler, talking speculation. And uh, all I'm saying is, is if you... You look at our coaching staff, you look at who they hired. They brought in people they can it seems like they can work with. Yep. They brought in people who they want to work with. Yep. Who they think would add to th- what they want to do. Not yeah. necessarily like, "Hey, this is the best coach available." It was more like, "Who who sees the same way I do? Who looks at this in the same direction I do? Let's do this together yep. instead of trying to work against each other." Yeah, you I know, agree. I agree one hundred percent, and uh, I'm just excited about it. I'm just excited. I, well, I can't wait because, like, what we're, the next big date that we're looking towards here? Because what well, today is March 9th? Yep, March 9th. Yeah, and next week, literally a week away, 
Yeah. Free agency starts. Free agency, and that's March when 16th. things are crazy. That's when dominoes start following. Yep. That's yep. when people start knowing where teams are going. So player speculation, yes. looking at our team, yep. what do you think is going to happen with what we're going to get into, the things that have already happened in the NFL, crazy big contracts, crazy trades, crazy this. There's some a bunch of free agents now yeah. pop, You know that it's like, hey, do we need to make a move for these dudes? All of a sudden, our very own beloved Kirk Cousins is kind of a sought-after commodity. You might be able to get a lot for him, but where would we go? I don't know. Yeah, we've talked about that all in season one. You know, I don't yeah, know. that's. I mean, I don't see Kirk Cousins not being our quarterback unless. I mean, the whole issue with him, like, which is frustrating, which we kind of touched on a little bit, him not taking a pay cut to try to better the team is frustrating. And maybe it's frustrating he will. for fans. It's frustrating. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, from yeah. from the sounds of it, uh, they don't really want to. Or he doesn't really want to. Which, I mean, to each their own. You can't hate him for not wanting to take a pay cut, but at the same token, you can. <laughs> because you look at Tom Brady and him not taking a ton of money and how well that served that guy. Why right. wouldn't you, if if the, the point of coming to the NFL is to go win a Super Bowl and to be competitive and to be the, on the best team you can – why wouldn't you want to do like what Tom Brady did? Yeah. Tom Brady was no extreme athlete. You know what I mean? He wasn't going to go beat you in a 40. He wasn't going to do nothing crazy. He could he had a good arm. He was accurate, but he worked really hard and he was a t- and he worked for the team, right? Yeah. Took that pay for the team. So why don't other quarterbacks and players around the league learn from that? That's what I'm noticing. Everybody's after the money grab. Yeah. And every time we can get into it right now. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. $200 million for four years. Well, Good that's luck not going official. Anywhere. You've seen that. He tweeted that out, that it's like the contract is not, that's not real. Right. But even still, it's going to be something Something huge. like that. Yeah. Maybe I not. agree. Maybe I not. Agree but even if it is, if they make him the richest quarterback ever, every time that happens to a team, it's it. That's it. Yep. They th- it chokes them. Now all of a sudden, what? They, so they got a good quarterback. Cool. Yep. Good luck winning in a team sport. Yeah, is Devontae, you know? yeah, is Devontae Adams going to? Because they already have a massive salary cap issue anyways. Yeah. Like, just looking at it, like, the salary cap space for the Green Bay Packers going into 2022, $27.5 million over the projected cap. Yeah. Over. Yep. <laughs> so how are they going to pay a, a, a top three wide receiver in the league right behind Justin Jefferson? Yep. How are they going to pay <laughs> yeah, in Cooper Cup? And then how are they going to pay Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how is that actually going to happen and benefit your team? Because then you've got two guys, yeah, and you got no way to block them because you ain't got no O-linemen. You ain't got a defense. Yep. So you got to go throw 50 points a game. Yep. It puts you in a tough spot. It really does. It really does. So, you know, we have a new first coach. We have a new or first year coach. We have a new first year GM. Our salary cap space, we're still we're struggling too. Yeah. But I think it's just a couple of couple of moves here and there. We're good. We're fifteen point five million over the projected cap. Um our draft capital, just to go over it with you as we go yeah. get ready for the draft for April twenty yeah. eighth. Yeah, do it. First round will twelfth over also right there in the middle. Um people saying that we might be looking at that Malik Willis kid from uh, Liberty who's a uh, he's kind of like a big Lamar Jackson but has a way oh. better arm and more accurate. Nice. I don't see that being a thing because Kevin oh. O'Connell's offense needs a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. It's a yep. it's a West Coast style 
pocket passer. Yeah, you know, yep. but, you know, play action bootlegs and like you know, yeah. and crossing routes constantly. You don't need a you don't need a very mobile quarterback to pre- nope. you know to execute that type of you an need offense. A smart one. Yeah. yeah, you just need a smart one, which Kirk is pretty smart. Second round, forty sixth round, forty sixth overall, one in the third round, one in the fifth round, three and sixth round, one in the seventh round. We'll probably need to do some changes. So we don't have a lot of draft capital this year. But what I see, what I see coming, well, what would have happened in the past with our old GM, he would have done some trading and got us some draft capital for maybe not this year, but maybe next year. It also kind of obviously we don't know what the team wants to do. We don't know. But if it was me, I'm looking at like, hey, we're sitting on a pretty good team. We restructure some contracts here, like Hunter. We get Patrick Peterson back. Hopefully. We see if we can work with Anthony Barr. If we can't, hey, he's gone. And and it's like, you know, you start restructuring some people. We talk with Cousins. If we can't get him down, we can't get him to to be a team-friendly extended deal, three- or four-year deal possibly, then – for one thing's for possible is Aaron Rodgers is going to be around for four years. Is yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah. What the structure, the money wise, we don't know. Which and, I hate. But for four more years, <laughs> we got to deal with that. So that's what we've got to compete against. Yeah, is most likely he's at least coming back this next year. That's what we've got to compete against. Right. So we got to get a good I understand, defense. The, I understand the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl, but really your your first your first goal, especially as a first division. year coach, win the damn division. Yeah, you know what? Because if you win the division, you're going to have a pretty high seed in the, in, in, you know, in the NFC. Yeah, more than likely, right? Yep. Or a one to a four seed. Anyways. Or hopefully you're sitting at home watching other people fight it out in the wild card playoffs, and you're sitting at home going, yep. resting, getting yep. ready, getting ready for the next game. So I mean, that's what we need to win first, and then we can make a run. But our position needs this year, which we all we all know, we need a cornerback. We need a corner. Back, really back. Corner, not Corner. QB, but a CB. CB. That's right. We need an edge rusher because we don't know what's going to happen with Daniil Hunter. No. We don't know if Everson Griffin's going to be mentally stable to come back to well, the team. Well, and if he comes back, he lights up the league, and he then he's gone week six. You we know, need so. offensive linemen still, but you know I think we're slowly getting yeah. better. Yeah. And then the last thing to look at is we need a quarterback just to either A, figure it out or you know be seeing this goes if back to replace if I was, cousins or not if i was killing or if i was the guy in the gm spot then i would probably say you know hey let me look at this kellen mond we're good with kirk cousins yep and let's work with this kellen mond let's see let me see what we've got here yeah right because he's there zimmer was just like i've seen enough he's there let me see what i got here if he's not a pocket passer let me see what i can do to up his value to get the most out of a pick that they used, right? right? The team used, who did it doesn't matter, but now it's on his shoulder. So, okay, let me see if I can get the most out of this guy. Trade value. What, what do you do? You know, because yep. if you just let him go to the wayside, well, then you've just, you might possibly lose something. He's got to be somewhat talented. Right. right? I agree. I so, agree. So maybe there's got to be something there. See if we can work with it. That'd be my thought. Yeah. Hey. Because we've got a quarterback that's healthy anyway. Maybe they bring back uh, what's the old man that uh, Zimmer started instead of uh, Sean Mannion. Off. Sean Mannion. No, he, he, I'm not saying this, but what I'm saying is he's inexpensive. He's smart, and him and Cousins work well together. I kind of agreed with Zimmer a little bit on that. If Cousins was to go out, you could put Mannion in his spot and run that kind of an offense. Why? He's a tall pocket passer. He just sits there and d- does his little crossing routes. Fine. If, no, I can't agree with you at this at all. But, but <laughs> it so gives you terrible. But it gives you a chance to look at. I, I'm looking at less money. I understand, and with so, our cap, but I get that. I get it. But I'm saying there's there's better options out there than Sean Mannion for a backup quarterback. Yeah, I agree. 
but <laughs> but is it going to cost you more? I don't know. But that's where I'm looking at we'll pinching see, pennies. Maybe. I When's mean, the last time Cousins missed a game? I Just mean, the one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're in a better position this year as far as the cap goes than we were last year, and we still had a top five offense. You know, our defense still yeah. is what struggled. 32 ranked defense in the league, which is terrible but, or whatever it was. I still go back to the look at the health of our defense. Yeah, it was. And they just fired Sugarman, who was our longtime, uh, whatever, health coordinator guy or whatever mm-hmm. like that. So I really feel like maybe that was part of the problem. I alluded to that last season yeah. when we were talking about that. I'm like, like the this, training and there's the, gotta the rehabilitation be, is not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, yeah. to it. Like, what's going on? Nothing against him. Hell, if I could do a better job, I have no clue. I right. don't even run. We're talking at a water cooler. Yeah, I'm leaning on the water cooler, <laughs> wishing I was drinking something different. Right, you know? exactly. So, I agree. So let's go over our free agents. You've kind of touched on it a little bit. And I want you to tell me if we should bring him back or not. Okay. Okay. And I, Anthony Barr. I could see how the team would say not necessary, but I want him back on a personal note. When I first started really becoming a huge fan of the Vikings was the year we drafted Anthony Barr. So I've watched him play yep. all every year. He's, he's the played one that broke uh, Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. Yes. You know, and so he walked I like into a bar. Him. I think he does well. He's had some injury problems his last couple of years. Yep. So depending on what he wants for money, you might, because of the injuries, might be able to pick a, a really high-rated player for a bargain price. So, I mean, I, I could see this going both ways. He, yep. to, to me, him is kind of a hinge player. I want him, but I could see him leaving. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for me personally, I want him back for his leadership and his, his yeah. veteran because he, he's a veteran you yep. know, because we're going to have young players again. Yep. And I think we need him and Kendricks because they've been playing together. They played together at UCLA. That communication. That communication. I think it's important for the success of our defense if Anthony Barr comes back. You know, that, that communication of – they were talking about that with Rodgers and Adams, right, where they just look at each other and they know. Yeah. They've got to also Back have that. Back coming. Barr and Kendricks have also got to kind of have that where they look at each other and they're like, yep, i seen it too, because they know what they're looking That's huge. Yeah. That's just huge. I agree. So the next one, Patrick Peterson, he, excuse me, he wants to come back. I think we get him back on a one-year deal, but he's old, you know. I mean, I mean, yep. he played pretty decent last year, but good. again, he's a veteran and he's a leader and he's outspoken and he, you know, he knows what it takes to win. Um, so yeah, I think a one-year, one-year minimum deal, bring him back in for that quarterback room because again, we're going to have young corners. Yeah, bring him back in there for veteran leadership. Well, and I, and I, I agree with you. Bring him back for veteran leadership. I think you could get. One, you don't have anything, so you can't trade him. You can't. The Vikings don't get nothing yep. by not bringing him back, but mm-hmm. they can gain by bringing him back, and then see what you can get out of some of the other guys, yep. Cameron Dantzler, those other guys. Maybe replace them with rookies while keeping this veteran in the house. That's my thought. Yep, yep. And okay, so then Sheldon Richardson, he's le- he's been with us. He's left, and then he's came back. And last year, I thought he played pretty well. I think he filled in. I think he played really well. Showed a lot of heart. And he also had to play a lot of places that he's not necessarily – he was playing defensive end, wasn't he? There for a while, I think. Maybe, uh, maybe I remember yeah. wrong. Because of injuries, yep. he stepped up and played really well, yep. right? So, depending on the price, again, to me, it's all about penny-pinching at this point. He's kind of older. He's older. Maybe you can get him for cents on the dollar and keep him around. Xavier Woods was a uh, one-year safety for us last year. I thought he did okay. I, he was the most – if I remember it, there was a thing saying he was like the most targeted – and he played every game. He played the most snaps out of anybody on yeah. the. And he was right next to Harrison Smith the whole time. So I thought, you know, that's if you could play every game. Yeah. I know he made some huge. plays. That's and, huge. You know, I, I wouldn't mind having him back. And it's hard to say too. Looking at some of these players, was it is it Woods 
that was the problem? Is it Peterson that was the problem? Is what? Why was our defense struggling? Was it the coach? Zimmerman. So you assume coach at this point. You blame him. Why? Because he's gone. So you always blame the guy that's gone. Yeah. He was the problem. Well, it was that's a predictable, why off, done, right? predictable defense, man. It was his own defense, and he yeah. would bring. He barely ever, rarely ever play man. I mean, sometimes he did, but yeah, it's so pretty rare. So I'd say if we could get these players, you you compare it to the price of the other league. They're good players. I yeah. would want them back. Yeah. So the next one is uh, we 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 were alluded to this guy a couple of times because he made some plays. Nick Vigil. Yeah. I mean, Nick Vigil did really well. I I don't filling think- in for. Bar, he right? Fill, he fill in for bar, bar for a few times, fill in for Kendrick's Kendrick. few times. Yep. Yeah. He stepped up, and, and I don't think he's so good that he's going to be gone and we have to worry about paying him extra or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I think for the price wise, yeah, I think he's good. Uh, we let McKenzie Alexander go last year, but the, or the year before last year, and then he came back last year, and I thought he did okay. I, I mean, he, yeah, he was drafted by us from Clemson. I mean, he's a good corner, or he's a good slot corner, I think, yeah. or nickel corner. Um, it got kind of crowded in that cornerback because we, what was that dude we let go because of troubles? Breland. Breland. So we let him, he was kind of in there, out of there. So it's hard. I don't really know when it comes to some of these guys that were a little deeper on the to the depth chart. I didn't pay too much attention to. I just miss having Xavier Woods and yeah. Xavier Rhodes and, um, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and Trey Waynes, man. When oh, yeah. we had those two guys back in the day, lockdown corners, man. Oh, dude. Didn't have to worry about nothing on and the they, outside. They understood Zimmer's situation. Yep. And they could cover. They could do it. Yep. So, But then again, too, you, you say this, this draft cat class coming up, this draft class coming up yep. is strong in corners. It really is. The corner from Cincinnati didn't allow a touchdown all year last year. That's what? You know, that's ridiculous. And it's somebody that we've projected to look at, and I'd be okay with that. So, I mean, you look at that and you look at some of these guys. Me, on the cornerbacks of safety situations, it looks like the draft class is set up for that. I'd want to keep more veterans and draft new guys, replace yep. the guys that aren't that's doing That's kind of well. why, where I'm at, too, and that's kind of what I was leaning towards. Because, I mean, honestly, I'd probably bring back all these guys um, just for veteran leadership. Tyler Coughlin's a free agent, too, and he filled in <laughs> big time for Irv Smith. Yep. Plus, we didn't have Rudolph. Rudolph's no longer a giant. Yeah, it's possible that we could re-sign him for a very minimum. Maybe he retires as a Viking. I don't know. Yeah, and then yeah. oh, offensive lineman Rashad Hill is the last free agent. I think uh, he can go ahead and stay. Oh, away. A dude he can not, stay away from us. A dude that's <laughs> not on that list talking about tight ends is Irv Smith. I think yep. he was a huge miss this last year. Yeah, he'll come back and he'll help Conklin us a lot. as a as a blocker and Irv. He's fast for a tight end. You know what I mean? So yep. I think as tight ends go, why wouldn't we keep Conklin and yep. and, and Irv? And that Irv. was our plan. Yep. You yep. know. So our projected player to watch uh, is, which the combine already happened, but well, we have that one dude. He was a rookie this last year. He came in, picked a dude off, was breaking up plays. Bynum or Bynum? Oh, Bert, oh Bynum, and then her, and then Bird did pretty decent yeah. too. Yeah, and so we've got some guys that are that are looking pretty feisty that are obviously on rookie deals or whatever, and they were late draft picks, so they don't cost us anything. So we could move some of these dudes to make room for yeah, one hundred percent. There's a guy that's saying that we need to watch David Ojo, Ojabo. So Ojabo, I think is how you pronounce oh. it. He's an edge rusher from Michigan. Of oh, course, yeah. Michigan had a huge year. They went to the playoff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ran into Alabama though. Uh, the Vikings haven't selected a defensive end in the first two rounds since 2005. With coordinator Ed Donatell's defense being predicted or predicated, sorry, upon good edge play, the upside of Ojibo is an intriguing option on the other side of Daniil Hunter if Daniil Hunter comes back. Yes. Yeah. 
And, that, and I remember he even made a comment about Daniil Hunter, saying he would be a, a good edge rusher, uh, moving him to a different style of defensive end, possible like a linebacker. Or a, well, yeah, because well, we're supposed to change to a 3-4 defense. It's a three-down lineman and four linebackers. Right. It's kind of like an umbrella thing, right? Yep, I see it. Because so, 4-3 is the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, 4-3, four, four, three, four down, uh, yep. and then your three linebackers are in the, in the gaps, right? Yep. So, so it'll be interesting to see how we can, uh, you know, everybody's worried about Eric Kendricks being able to play in that type of defense. Eric Kendricks is the most underrated linebacker in the NFL and probably a top five linebacker in the yeah. NFL. He's going to be just fine. He's yeah. going to be just fine. I ain't worried about the smarts of those guys. What I am worried about is is getting all Mark Houston with it, them grenading and starting <laughs> over. That's what worries right. me because we have such a good team. I just think we were a couple of coaches away. Yep. And uh, we're going to be just fine. And, and obviously, we got some cap space, so you can't just say, let's just roll with it. You've got to do some changes. Might be player changes, might be trades, might be whatever. And also, they're new coaches. They might want to set it up their way. What yeah. if they look at these players and they're like, yeah, this dude's great. Uh, Anthony Barr is an amazing linebacker. Why wouldn't we want him? He just doesn't fit our scheme. He yeah. doesn't fit our system. We could get money for him right now. We won't later. Yep. So let's get rid of them. Yeah, let's trade them. Uh, Patrick Peterson, you know, maybe we sign them, but in an effort to trade them, or you know what I mean. There's, there's a lot of things. I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see what Questy does, like because he's a numbers guy, he's an analytics guy, and but I love his charisma. I yeah. love when he talks. Like I'm just kind of like yeah. sucked into what he's saying. I'm like yep. this dude. He's young. And that's what the route we wanted to do. I'm excited. They're for very this. confident. They've yeah. got a confidence about them that is not well, in a we, cocky way. It's a it's in a and it's contagious. We're a respectable organization as is. We have some of the best facilities in the league. We have one of the best stadiums in the leagues. We have yeah. some of the best fans, minus some that are assholes that do death threats and stuff. Yeah, but so it's dumb. just football. Okay, that's come every, on. Every every team has that. I know, but I'm just saying. So like, I, I we have a good, respectable team. The NFC North isn't that tough. Right now, I mean, we have to right. go against Aaron Rodgers again, but I'm just saying we have we have a perfect opportunity to continue to be you know winners, and I think we can do that. Well, I think we can too. So getting into the – we talked about Rodgers a little bit, but how about – I'm going to say this. I might become a slight Broncos fan if this really <laughs> does happen. I've expressed my love for Russell Wilson before. Yes, you have. And now he's a donkey. He well, might become a donkey. Might becoming a donkey. Yeah, because that, that news happened yesterday that they traded him. Yeah, the Seahawks. The Seahawks are willing to trade him, but it comes down to his choice. Yeah, it's his, and a physical, and a physical, which, which I don't know how he wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. That's a lot. Uh, of, it's really interesting. I never really saw him going to an AFC team, but um, it's interesting. Nay, you know, and I don't know what the cap situation's like for the donkeys, but. He's I mean, bringing got, a lot of money with him. He they, he he's owed some dough. They gave up so much. Boy, they gave up a ton. So much. A couple of first rounders, couple of second rounders, a fifth rounder. Noah Fant is Noah a Fant? Noah Fant is a stud tight end. He's a top ten yeah. tight end. And, and you're just like, yeah, take him too. What? What? I mean, the Seahawks. It's just like that. What's that? What's that movie with Kevin Costner in it? And he's on the Browns or whatever, and he's managing the Browns. And all of a sudden, oh. he leverages. It's just like that. Yeah, well, that's off the table. We're going to need this, this, and that. And they're like, fine. I remember we'll do that. It. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Um, also, who else did they get? I can't even remember. But so the, the Seahawks got Drew Locke. I think, and then yeah. a fourth round pick. It was like that's all they got. Yeah, for Russell. All right, not Seahawks. Sorry, the Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They traded off Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a fourth round. But yeah, they I, they gave away a lot. The Seahawks made out okay. Yeah, I don't. It's a good trade because know. I mean, let's be honest. 
Russell Wilson's a really like, good ball player. It reminds me of Herschel Walker, that trade. You remember That's, that? No, I do not. You don't that remember that pre, trade? That was pre-my time. We literally traded Herschel Walker to the Cowboys oh, I remember for that. the world, essentially. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Herschel Walker went and won Super Bowls with the Cowboys. So that was cool. We were like, oh, thanks for all the picks and that we didn't do anything with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so. the only thing that scares me about trading for draft picks. I mean, theoretically, it sounds good, but you're assuming, the like right now, what if you had traded Kirk Cousins away and you're thinking you're going to get a good QB? Everybody that's professional says that the QBs in this, there's it's not deep. You, may have, a, you have a couple, you know what I mean? <laughs> But but they're nothing like the QBs. Like they're not Joe Burrow. No. They're not you know any of those guys. They're comparing them to them. I think because they kind of have to because there's nothing else to you know to do. You know so, we've talked about this too. Like the AFC is stacked with quarterbacks, dude. Yeah. So many in the NFC, you can't like barely name any of them. You know because they're just whatever. Yeah. And now Russell Wilson adds to that stat, and then he just yeah. went to the AFC West, which. Whew. We, Oof-da. It's tough. It's Patrick tough. Mahomes. He went from the toughest NFC Justin Herbert. to now the toughest AFC. Oh, good luck, bud. Yeah, dude. Who else is in the AFC West? You got the Chiefs, Broncos. Oh, the Raiders. Derek Carr. Oh, but I just thought of something, too. I've heard about trying to trade for Derek Carr. What do you think about that? Uh, cousins for Carr? Yeah. Meh. I feel like there's about the same. To be honest, the charisma, Derek Carr, he's younger. His charisma, he's younger. He's had some injuries. None of them were like, uh, I, th- I think like he leg was broken, his femur broke. You don't just do that because of you know th- that accident. Yeah. But I mean, I think as far as arm strength and ability, he he moves a lot better than Cousins does. Yeah. But I'd rather have Cousins. But at the same token, I don't think we're taking too big of a fall off there. Yeah. But but anyways, one thing that came under my mind as we were talking about the donkeys was Teddy Bridgewater. Donkeys. Yeah. He's a free agent. He's free. He go. And nobody wants him. So He's we been... could have him as our backup instead of Sean Mannion. <laughs> I just, you took the words right out of my mouth. Teddy B back in the building. Wouldn't I love that? And plus, dude, oh God. That he was actually... when like everybody was on board with Mike Zimmer. And like Mike Zimmer was dude, if that year, if Teddy didn't happen to his leg yeah. that year, we were projected to go pretty far. And like he was lighting it up in the preseason. Yeah. He won us eleven games his rookie year. We yeah. had a top, we had a top we were two a defense. We away from beating the freaking Seahawks. Yes, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, who didn't do too well in that game either. That was the year, and we were eleven and what? Eleven and no, it was good though. Eleven and five. It was heartbreaking, but it was. I've erased it from my mind. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you've got Russell Wilson now in that whole trade too. They're saying that the Seahawks are letting go of Bobby Wagner. Oh, yeah, that's another person so that, that like, would fit perfectly in this 3-4 defense. Because yeah. what? We need edge rushers. Yeah. Let's go. I would love to have Bobby Wagner, man. And he's, right? he's just a very he's just another vocal leader. Is like, he a defensive end or a linebacker? He's a linebacker, but uh, he's like a sideline-to-sideline side linebacker that makes plays. The Seahawks sign Anthony Barr, and we get Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Wagner and Eric Kendricks. Wow. Well, that would legit make us probably the best linebacking core in, well, I mean, I don't know. But what if for some reason close. Anthony Barr's like, I'll do whatever I got to do to stay, and we bring on Bobby Wagner? If you too bring full? in Bobby Wagner, you just, you just, it's too full. No, I don't think it's too full at all. How many linebackers can you have that are good? I mean, you got middle you linebackers, you got, you know, outside linebackers. It's going to anyway. be interesting. Anyway, but yeah. So it's going to be a successful offseason if 
Of yeah. course, it all comes down to Kirk Cousins. It does. And and now with the whole Russell Wilson thing, if he takes it, and the Rodgers thing, all of a sudden everybody's clamoring saying Cousins is kind of the, the, the big QB in town now. Yeah. Because who's the other QB? Who, who, who is Deshaun it? Watson, which you still have no idea what's going yep. on with him. Without making a crazy trade, like you said to Derek Carr or yep. I don't know, right? Nobody else is going to let go of their QB. But you, the QB market's wild because you've got the Bucks looking for a good QB. Uh, yep. You've got, which is where Teddy Bridgewater would probably fit pretty good down there. Yeah. Then you've got, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to want to get a Kirk Cousins? Are they going to want to get? Uh, you got Jimmy Garofalo's in the market. Garofalo's, Garofalo's, <laughs> but he's got he's got something wrong with his Garofalo shoulder. Yeah. You know? So you've got that. He's got some injury stuff that he's got to deal with in the off season that he ain't going to be ready for the for the beginning of the season. So you don't who who wants to sign that, right? I don't know. So you, I mean, what? You know? I know that's why I'm excited that we're talking about it now because all it is is speculation. Now we don't know. We don't know. Fuck all. You know if, what I mean? if, Russell, like, if Russell's in Denver, there's a hole in Drew Locke is up there, but I mean, there's a hole in who's going to make? How are they going to make him? There's a hole in Seattle, possibly. Half they're obviously them. like blowing it up. I'm surprised since they're blowing this up as much as they are in Seattle that they haven't fired or you know he get rid retired. of Pete Carroll. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he's looking at retiring because Pete Carroll is a great coach. He is, and maybe he's like, hey, I've lost Russell Wilson. I mean, his communication isn't as what it used to be. Let's move on. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he does. I mean, Sean Payton went through all kinds of stuff in New Orleans, but he didn't last, what, a year after Drew Brees left. He's like, I'm yeah. out. I'm out. There's a lot of hot wives in the NFL, but Russell Wilson's wife. Uh, that's another thing. It's like, they're, oh. how can Ciara. Is that her name? Sierra, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Oh. How can she go to Denver? <laughs> There's like, it's not. I can't But, you wait. know, they, I bet you they'll, they'll have their house in the hills in L.A. or wherever they're at. I don't know. And then they'll have like a little small little house in uh, Denver. Yeah. Just for the season. They got kids, too. I'm going to go there and hang out with Russell her Wilson. Her hair. We're only oh. six hours away from Denver. Yeah. <laughs> man. But anyway, yeah. I, I mean. Think, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just excited. Next week. We're going to start knowing a lot more free agency. That first day of free agency, things start falling like crazy, man. Yeah, it goes And crazy. people start getting signed for money that they should never get signed no. for. And then, like, some work out, but most don't. That's never what's kind does. of funny, you know, what? to watch. Like, Le'Veon Bill, Bell, you remember that, like, a few years ago? Yeah. He, like, held out, didn't don't want, didn't want to play for Pittsburgh. Yep. Ended up coming back, getting paid a ton of money to play for the Jets. And didn't never do heard nothing. from him since. Yeah, well, and then he went to the Chiefs for a little bit. Went, yeah. You know, and then that just never really did anything. Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell was dope to watch when he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But his attitude just changed his whole thing. Like, There's another team looking for a QB. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I, I thought mean, Aaron Rodgers would go to Pittsburgh or to Denver, honestly. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see all these dominoes fall, and I'm excited about Season 2 for the Vikings Water Cooler Talk because not only is this during the offseason, yes, it's a Vikings podcast, but yeah. we're football fans too. We get to talk about speculation yep. throughout the league and yep. what's going on, and I'm excited about it because yep. – this is when things start getting really exciting. And it is cool, especially when you deep dive. You deep dive into it. You start looking at it. This shapes our next year. Right. And I think coming up March 16th and the week after that is going to be a telltale sign for what are, what's our team going to look like this next year? Is Kirk Cousins gone? Did we just stick with the rookie? Are we? Does it look like we're planning on drafting? What are we going to do? What Where's are we going to do? What's Anthony going Barr? on? Where's our cornerbacks? The Where's first our... years of our GM and our new coach. How are they going to handle the team? What's the direction? What's the, you know, yep. like, and we won't really know until free agency and until the draft. And then, excuse me, again, I'm drinking Coca-Cola Zero. 
that's a shameful plug, but you know. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Coke. Thanks, Coke. And uh, you know, and then training camp. Getting to watch training camp in the first few games of the preseason is going to give us an idea of what our football team is going to look like. Did you watch any much of the Underwear Olympics or whatever it's called? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Isn't that whatever that was just recently? The people going into the draft. Oh, the, the combine, the combine. <laughs> underwear the, Olympics. The underwear Olympics. Did you see those? Let's just say it. We can say it. It's a podcast. <laughs> When those boys are running, you can see their downtown bonanza. Oh, and it just... It's like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, like... Come on, man. Put some pants on. Put an athletic cup or something on. I know like, I did see something, and, I, and it didn't identify with it, but one of the one person, and I think it was a corner, I can't remember, but broke the record for the fastest 40 this year. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was or mm. what the time was, but it was the fastest 40. And then there was like a 400-pound... I'm yeah. exaggerating. Down lineman. He was 360 or 350. That ran, uh, like, broke the record for a DL. Faster than Mahomes. Yeah. Like, Faster what? than a lot of QBs. It's yeah. wild. But so, the thing that bothers me is when they're running and it looks like they're carrying what looks a baby's arm. Yeah, are or they giving an AK-47. <laughs> what is that? Why do they? How do they have a youth An arm? acoustic guitar in their <laughs> pants. <laughs> something that looks like... You ain't getting near me with that. Thing. Yeah, stay wanna... away. What is that? You know, happening? like when you get like your quarterback and like the edge rusher sacks you and then like they hit you so hard that they just like roll over you. Yeah, with they, their, they do their they, stand up thing. Yeah, right above your face. And they you're just, just roll like, that snake over your what head. What are we talking about here? Oh. <laughs> Golly. Literally a bunch of dicks. <laughs> And that concludes episode one of season two of the Vikings Water Cooler Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're probably one of the most entertaining podcasts out there as far as Vikings podcasts go. I'm just I saying. Would say so. And people, if you're listening from out of uh, market from anywhere, we thank you and we love you and we appreciate yeah. you. Please get up on our Facebook, give us a follow, like us, give us some comments. You want to hear something different? What do you want us to talk about? Yeah. Do you want us to shape or show a little different? Hey, we're up for suggestions. We'd love to have any Vikings uh, fans as podcast guests if you want to jump yep. on this show. I mean, because it's the off season, like oh, no holds barred. Like, let's get down to it, yeah. to the nitty gritty, man. If you're a diehard Lions, Bears, or Packers fan, shut up. But somebody else can give us a call. <laughs> Just kidding. Give us a call. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. So, Skull Vikings, Brandon. This has been a great episode one of season two. We're excited for 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gold Vikings, let's win this game. Gold Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em, fight, 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 fight. Gold Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ is hosted by Mitchell Stafford, a.k.a. Stitch, and Brandon Jones, a.k.a. BJ. Produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio or audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you like what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. This was a Home Slice Podcast Network production.